It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. The Stanley Cup coming to town of Godrich, July the 25th. When Ryan O'Reilly gets to Huron County with the Cup, if you don't know who Ryan O'Reilly is, he won the Stanley Cup. Also the Consmite Trophy, no big deal. The Cup right now is with a defenseman on the St. Louis Blues in Manitoba. Yeah, Edmonston. He was eating some poutine out of it yesterday. Very Canadian. We figure, hey, it's coming to Huron County. There are some uniquely Huron County things our own Ryan O'Reilly could do. For example, he could take it to Sky Ranch, north of Godrich, eat some steak fries out of it. Chug a stone house beer out of it from Varna. He's from Varna. Or while he's in Seaforth, chug a half hours on earth out of it. Yes, they're good beer too. You could use it to deliver water to the townspeople of Carlo. They don't have running water there yet. Take it to the beach, build a sandcastle with it, and then watch the reflection of the sunset through the cup. Holy crap. You wouldn't even harm your eyes. You could use it as a reusable grocery bag at Corey's Foodland in Clinton. Nice. It's cool and it's thoughtful to the environment. Bail out the Godrich Pier since it's underwater. Just lake levels are high. Maybe he could help us lower the lake levels He could here. bring down the lake levels. Or he could use it as a catch bowl to trim his beard. Yeah, it's a nice beard. He'll probably want to look his best. The next person to do this ice cream prank needs to be banished from society as far as I'm concerned. People are going around to stores, opening up the ice cream, giving it a lick and putting it back. Nasty. They could have diseases. If everyone's going to do this, you can't beat them. Might as well join them. Just invent new flavors like cold sore cherry, blueberry ripple, Italian cream influenza, or hepatitis swirl. That's a favorite. Oh, I was thinking heavenly hepatitis. Nuts and norovirus could be a good flavor. Mmm. Mm. Raspberry Ebola boo. Seasonal cold cookie dough. Mono mango. Gingivitis ginger. Oh, with real ginger. Real ginger. That's the thing. You don't want that fake ginger. Taste I don't nasty. care if someone's licked it as long as it's real ginger. Tastes nasty. Oh, the potluck. The family get together in the backyard where everybody brings something. It's risky to put on a potluck. Because some people are lazy, right? Including listener Lori, who commented on our Facebook page. (laughs) Lori, I'm calling you out. Lori said she brings pickles and cheese. Here's a question. What the hell, Lori? Do they go together? Like, do you put the little piece of cheese on the pickle, perhaps? Doesn't matter. Death penalty. What do you think of what Shauna brings? Seven-layer taco dip with Tostitos for dip. Still seems like a bunch of stuff that's in containers all poured in one bowl together. So you have a problem against people taking cans and containers, dumping it all together and passing it off as food. Lazy. Bean salad, lazy. It's perfect though for a potluck. Nope. Lazy. Tastes good cold. What do you expect from a potluck dish? I expect you to try. Right. It's not hard, dude. It's a potluck. I'm asking you to bring one thing. You know, I'm not asking you to prepare a whole meal for 20 people. Bring one damn thing. (laughs) That you prepared, that you put a little bit of love and thought into. Don't get a bunch of cans of different beans, put them in a bowl, add some olive oil and vinegar, and present that as a meal. That doesn't count. Lazy. Ah, Lazy. Okay, I I understand this. There's always that one person that just brings the bag of ice. That's their contribution. Tell us about your aunt. This was the ultimate sin. You don't have to name, or you can name the aunt, but. I think she upped her game this year. But last year at the family reunion, I watched her open a can of Spam. Turn it upside down. I watched it slither out of the can. That, And I'm thinking, what on earth is she going to do with this? Is she going to make something out of it or make some kind of like hors d'oeuvre or something? Did she have to prepare this fresh just for the meal so she's opening it now? Seriously, I watched it fall on the plate. And then the plate went over to the table. That was it. That was her contribution. It was the it was the laziest contribution I've ever seen. Spam. That should be illegal. Damn, dude. <laughs> 
I think maybe she had a couple crackers in case she wanted it on a cracker. Does that make it worse that she brought crackers? <laughs> That's kind of like the, don't worry, it's not just the spam. I brought white salty crackers. <laughs> and for this reason, I'll always make something that I want to eat. At least I have my own meal to fall back on. And you just eat that the whole yeah, time. Yeah, seriously. Fair enough. You just never know. There's some lazy potluck goers out there. Listener Lori, pickles and cheese, shame on you. There's a recall on bag kale, Eat Smart's sweet kale vegetable salad bag kits being recalled due to worries about listeria. You can throw the bags in the garbage like God intended or take them to the store for a refund. Hey, that stuff's good for you. But it tastes awful. That kit's pretty good. It's got like a sweet poppy seed dressing. Kind of saves it. No, it doesn't. Nothing saves kale. Fire. Fire saves kale. Going to be some sirens going off in King Carden today. Going to be testing their public alert sirens. And they're meant to alert you if there's an incident at the Bruce Power site in Tiverton. Don't be alarmed. Don't call the police. Don't bother anybody with your paranoid nonsense. Bruce Power has it under control. However... I would like to plead with them. Should you really be doing this today? I feel like they should give the people of King Carden a little bit of a break. They've just been listening to bagpipes all weekend. The Scottish Festival this weekend. There's just tons of bagpipes. Give them some relief, Bruce Power. Give them at least till Thursday. Uh, siren bagpipes are kind of similar. Bagpipes, music or noise? I have trouble distinguishing. I heard the morning people criticizing my bagpipes. Yeah. So it was a joke. <laughs> Disney is recalling a Toy Story 4 toy, Forky Toy. The big star of the show is this plastic fork. It's basically a fork. It's got some googly eyes, pipe cleaner for arms or something. But he's a sad plastic fork because he doesn't believe he's a real toy. And the other toys convince him anything that's loved is a real toy. Yeah, I believe that's the premise. Very nice, right? So it's, it celebrates children's creative capacity to make their own toys from rubbish. But then what does Disney do? go and make a bunch of rubber molds of this thing and sold them. Plastic forks <laughs> with googly eyes, which is a little ironic because they're mass producing these things you're supposed to be making on your own, but then it's also a hazard for children. Yeah, apparently children can choke on the big googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing at that. The irony of it, of it all, though, is, is quite entertaining. So you got to keep your eyes on your kids and keep the eyes on Forky to landfill and beyond. <laughs> been talking about the summer potluck, the cookout, the family reunion where everybody brings a dish. Some people lazier than others. Some people are getting lazy at the potluck game, I'm thinking. I was thinking of coming up with maybe a method where you tell people ahead of time that your food is going to be labeled with your name on it. Ooh. Then you'd try a little harder. Who brought that weird salad that nobody's touching? Oh, it was Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been to potlucks and I, I take it quite seriously. I want to bring something really good. And so I, I made like a, it, it might sound lazy, but there was a lot of work put into it. I, I made a pasta salad and it was like a tri-colored pasta. I bought some really good feta cheese, olives. I put tons of stuff in it. It was good. Really good. Made my own dressing. Your mother and I are proud of okay. you. Okay. But someone else showed up with the same dish. And I, I saw her come out of the car with what looked like a bowl of pasta salad. And so I'm eyeing this thing up as she's getting closer to the table thinking, oh, no. And she used home-pressed pasta, Kalamata olives instead of black olives. No, seriously. Real Italian dressing. She even had artichokes in there. Oh. And sun-dried tomatoes. Damn, son. Oh, like she beat me at my own game. Yours sounds good. I would eat yours, but I would go for hers first. Her or he? 
her. I would go for hers. But first. there is this sense of you want your dish to perform well. You're watching that potluck table like you'd watch your kid at a talent show. Yeah, they come out and do a little <laughs> tap dance, but then some other kid who's been taking tap for years just <laughs> or, destroys your kid. Or going over to my wife, like, how, how are we doing? How, how's my salad performing over there? I, I can't look. But then when you see your child after the performance, you say, good job. But then you tell another parent with an earshot that the other kid was better, so your kid knows the truth. It's one of those situations, right? Did I get too carried away? Yeah, and then I you, did. And then because no one grabbed my salad, I'm taking like a heaping plateful so it looks like someone took my salad. Oh, this salad's really good, oh, guys. Oh. Who made... Oh, Who? This is my salad. Who made that? And then you don't get invited back to family cookouts. Yeah. It's okay. Her I'm, salad was better. I'm sure yours was good too, Matt. Yeah. I would eat some. Do you want some? No. Oh. Bird story out of the UK. So these people thought they found a new species. Bright orange. Looks absolutely beautiful. Brought it to the vet. Only to realize it was just a seagull that got into some Indian food. It some, got into some curry and turmeric. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was yellow. Gave it a bath. Called him Vinny after the Indian dish. Vindaloo. Oh, I love me some Vindaloo. <laughs> I've heard tell of this happening around here. They thought they found a polar bear once on the Maitland Trail. Turns out it was just a black bear got into a bunch of cream puffs. And I mean, oh. there was a new species of slug discovered in Grand Bend. We learned it was actually just the crowd coming out of Cocos. Someone thought once that they saw a peacock outside the Legion. Turns out it was just a Celtic Highlander playing the bagpipes. Pretty much the same thing. People were speaking tongues in downtown Godrich. They thought they discovered a new language. No, just people coming out of Summerfest. Uh. That's all it was. I guess you can blame sexism for making your asthma and allergies worse. Explain. Most towns and cities, they use male trees simply because they're cleaner. The female trees that bear fruit don't get planted as often because it gets sticky and messy, requires more municipal cleanup. Seasonal allergies is just getting worse. There's no tree quality. Hashtag tree two. I love quirky festivals quirky competitions, like the world wife-carrying title that they have in Finland. This year, it went to a Lithuanian couple, Vitaltis and Naringa. You know how those Lithuanians <laughs> love to carry their wives. They do, I guess. It's a They're... common stereotype about Lithuanians, which happens to be true. They love wife-carrying. I believe this was year number two for this couple, but they broke the record. They cleared the 253-meter obstacle course. This isn't just a run. It's an obstacle course. You're going up and down through ropes, through the water. They did it in one minute and 6.72 seconds. Like, do you have to carry with your, your arms or do you like firemen's carry your way? Like, how do you? Well, I was looking at a video. It seemed like the preferred carrying method is like wife's head is kind of right in husband's behind. Uh-huh. Yeah. And legs over his neck. So she's like, she's facing his back, but her, her face is in his butt. Like, uh, and then they run around, compete with each other. The best thing about this is the prize. The prize is the wife's weight in beer. Okay. So before you go into this thing, you have to think, should you put on a few pounds, get more beer? Do you want a heavier wife or a lighter wife? Because you want more beer, which you get with the heavier wife. I know. How would you make this decision? But then it's no problem if you're, <laughs> if you're married to a little person, for example. The competition will be easier, but you get less beer. Get less beer. In the end. So yeah, you'd have to weigh all those options. And then you have to go into marriage counseling because you married a little person just for the beer, which isn't cool. You should marry them for their heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I, was that we should do this around the square. This would be fun. What would we carry in Huron County? We could carry cows. Bales, of, bales of hay, maybe? Yeah, bales of hay. N uh, calves. 
Yeah, the calf carrying competition. Be, I love it. I'm all for this. Cannabis has been banned at the Calgary Stampede this year. So we grow that in Bruce County at seven I acres. I know. Doesn't seem fair, especially when it's one of the the biggest, booziest parties in Canada every year. Yeah, they got plenty of beer there. Yeah, a lot yeah. of other things. They don't want people getting messed up on the pot as well. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let me have my pot. Get off your high horse. Uh, yeah. No, I'm going to give myself the crickets on that. <laughs> we set up that whole bit uh, so I can make the high horse joke. Yeah. Because cannabis gets you high. Uh, yeah. And at the stampede, there are many horses. Yeah. Just think about it. It's really very funny on your drive to work. Ponder it. You'll get to work and you'll figure it out. And it's really, really very funny. That's why they passed the big bucks here at Country 104.9. So there was an Amber Alert issued at 3 a.m., two and four-year-old out of New Market area. Thankfully, they were found. They're safe. They're with their grandfather who police say he had dementia. So there is some worry maybe that he may forget where he was and endanger the kids. So the kids weren't in any real imminent danger, but could potentially have been, well, maybe even in more danger. So everybody's fine, thankfully. But there are some people who were hurt by this Amber Alert, rather butthurt from this Amber Alert. A lot of people on Twitter complaining about being woken up at 3 a.m. One person says, if I keep my Amber Alert subscription... I'm increasing the odds of a heart attack by waking up at 3 a.m. from the alarm. (laughs) It's like it's a subscription. They breathed heavily as they tweeted. These 4 a.m. Amber Alert cell phone notifications need to stop. No one's waking up this early to go searching for missing kids. Was that Goofy reading that tweet? Yeah, pretty much. Why does the Amber Alert always happen at 3 in the morning? Hashtag Ontario. (laughs) Make this a silent alarm. Let's say you're sleeping. You won't be woken up by it. It's not like you'll not see it in the a.m. when you wake up anyways. A silent alarm. A silent alarm. Nicely done, human beings. Duh. It's That it's not an alarm if it's silent. Uh, this Amber Alert was issued by York Regional Police. That's who covers New Market area. And Constable Andy Pattenden with York Regional Police. Uh, right at like... 3.30 a.m., the guy was on the job, and he was talking to reporters, talking about how people were calling 911 that early to complain about the Amber Alert. Here's Constable Andy Pattenden. Our call takers, I, I commend them. They're incredibly patient. Uh, I've already heard tonight that there's uh, calls coming in uh, because people were woken up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and they're, they're not pleased about that. But, you know, as police officers, our job is 24 hours a day, and... and uh, we have the utmost concern when children are involved, and we'll we'll use every tool at our disposal to find them in good health. Now, as the media guy who talks to cops on the reg, that is cop talk for stop complaining about the Amber <laughs> Alert. We're doing our damn jobs. I wonder if they listen to these nine one one calls and just burst out laughing. They have to. Like he he sounds so calm and collected there, but. I mean, they got to roll their eyes and, and laugh a bit and how people make it about them. Yeah. You think this is about you and your sleep? It woke me up. The missing it kids woke me up. But what about me? Me, me, me? Either way, cops played it cool, found the kids safe. The Amber Alert system worked. And hey, cops said it. we found the kids because the Amber Alert system worked. You know what I find so funny about this is if I got up and made a phone call, then I'm up for the rest of the morning. If I just hear the Amber Alert and close my eyes again, go back to sleep, I'm going to get some sleep. Stupid. People are dumb. Taking time to text and... But are you surprised? I'm not surprised. Not surprised.
we're debating about these two incidents of parents driving cars. One and was out of Atwood. He used a can of or a, a box of beer as a booster seat for his child in the front seat. Bad move. Child was inside the car. Yeah. Not the case with mom. No. Case number two. Illinois mom arrested after driving with the kids on the roof inside of an inflatable pool. She had the pool inflated already, <laughs> but because the pool wouldn't fit in the car, she told her two young sons, hey, sit on the pool on the roof of the van. Yeah. And that way the pool won't fly away and you guys have a new pool. There you go. So she's thinking of the children. The children are hot. They want a pool. Gets hot in Illinois in the summer. This is not a good thing to do, but uh, I guess you can give her props for giving the kids a pool. Yeah, the kids will have a nice, cool pool. But at the same time, too, with the dad and the kid with the beer cans, if the kid gets hot, the kid can just crack open a cold Bud Light. So they're both staying cool in the summer heat. Gosh, who's the worst parent? I'm going to go with the mom because, again, the kids were on the outside of the car while it was moving. On the roof. At least the young girl was inside, enjoying a refreshing cold Bud Light. And the Illinois mom, an inflatable pool, dumb to not realize that it could also deflate and fit in the car. Stop bringing logic to this situation. The kid's got a brand new pool. Everybody's fine, I Mm. hope. We were driving through Goderich, the family and I, behind one of those Brinks trucks. And of course, everyone has that daydream in their head of the back door flying open and they accidentally drop money. You know, this happened. And then you help pick up the money while pocketing a couple hundred bucks. And then I fantasize about returning it to the police station. Well, not really. And they're like, no, no, good citizen, (laughs) you keep that money. Keep the money. Well, this happened to one of these trucks. The side door accidentally opened up. Money spewed all over the place. They figure there was about $175,000 in there. Damn. Two different types of people. There's the people scurrying all over the interstate, picking up all this money. There's the other people that are picking it up and returning it. Honesty time. I'm supposed to say I would pick it up and return it because that's the honest thing to do. But... I know banks and companies that are <laughs> shipping that much money, are they're insured up the wazoo. Yeah. So I wouldn't feel as bad if someone, for example, a bald morning news radio co-host, maybe pocketed a couple hundred bucks. I wouldn't feel as bad about that because I know the company losing the money is probably covered a little bit. Gosh, I'd be tempted to grab a bit of it thinking, well, it's their mistake. But that's not the honest thing. So no. I wouldn't do that. No, I we would wouldn't. Retur- I would return every penny. Yeah, me too. I think I would. Us winking at each other doesn't work on the radio very well, but I would return every dollar I found. Yeah. I like how you made the clicking sound to simulate winking on the radio. That was nice. Winks don't even sound like a click. You improvised and adapted. I'm proud of you. You're 13 years old. Would you rather go to jail or go on an eight-hour car ride with your 15-year-old brother? Go to what kind of jail? Like those serious <laughs> jails you see on the TV shows or like the white-collar jail where the guy who avoided taxes, that's where he goes? Probably that jail if you're 13 years old. You probably aren't going to go to jail. But this 13-year-old kid was contemplating riding eight hours in a car with his sibling who was teasing him, thought, I'll stab him and go to jail. <laughs> Told the cops, I'd rather be in jail than eight hours in the car with him. A 13-year-old had that much (laughs) cognizance to be like, I'd rather spend time in prison than with this other kid who happens to be related to him. Actually thought it through, and this was his out, to stab his brother in the arm. He's a smart kid. What I appreciate about that child is the follow-through. 
That kid has some serious follow through. Yeah. Yeah, because we all think that. And if you say you don't think that, you're lying. Oh, I had brothers and we'd sit beside each other. And you get to the point where you're both holding on to each other's hair and you're pulling out the hair in each other. Like, you let go first. No, you let go first. This would go on for 20 minutes. Is that why you have that bald spot? Yep. That's the bald spot mm-hmm. from all those years of teasing. Yeah. Are you so, is that, can I make fun of your bald spot? Is that too sensitive? It sucks. A but subject. We all lose our hair. Fair enough. Some more than well, others. Well, you're one to talk. You lost all your hair. I got in a lot of fights with my brothers. Should have just stabbed them. Is that what bald people do once they're bald and have no hair? Make fun of the guys who have a little bit of hair? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's part of being bald. I'm going to join your group. The second, they, the second you shave your head, you get a letter in the mail from the government being like, here's your certificate to make fun of hairy people. And then you can let out all, your, all the pain of going bald on me. That's right. So I was at one of those summer parties. Backyard parties, campfire, cornhole. I'd never really played cornhole. You had some beginner's luck, but you were also playing against a child who was how old? Going into grade nine. What age is that? 14. That's, that's about 14. 14. Consciously chose a 14-year-old to compete against because I might be really bad. I'm feeling weak as a man. <laughs> you, child, come play me in so cornhole. I said, hey, hey, dude, let's play cornhole. Well, it turns floor. out I have a natural cornhole ability. I think I got six in this game. Right in the hole. Just straight in. Not even sliding into the hole. They just went, boink. My aim was incredible. That's what your wife says. You have a natural cornhole ability. That's right. And I, <laughs> and, uh, I started to feel bad about midway through the game because I was probably up on this little guy by 20 points. <laughs> and uh, I got to thinking, oh, is this, is this terrible of me to, to beat this guy? But there is a certain age, though, I find that when they're little, of course, you pretend and you let them win. But they get to a certain age where they want to be treated like an adult. This this guy's 14 years old. You're going to learn about the world today, child. You're going to learn about disappointment. You're going to learn about the world through <laughs> the sport of cornhole. Right? I remember when my kids finally reached that age where they they were annoyed if I let them win. So I, I figured I'd give them that respect. Father's going to have to beat your butt, child. Yeah. Do you call your kids child? It seems like a weird no. thing to call you. You just call them by their names. But I did this with my, my son golfing couple years ago and he knew i was faking it because i didn't want to beat him and and i realized no i I just got to beat him that's what he wants you gotta learn he's got to learn who the man of the house is gotta learn how to lose yeah yeah but sooner or later he'll beat you and then he'll be the man of the house oh yeah and you'll be the i'm all up for that second son (laughs) and he gets to sleep in the big bed and then you get the bunk so i apologize to uh this other kid's name was matthew sorry matthew i I really beat you you're not sorry i'm not sorry actually you loved kicking that kid's butt. You loved it all day long. <laughs> text. Can I get you anything? Get a text back. No, I'm not hungry. And they eat half your fries. It's such a cliche. I know it's like this old weird cliche of, yeah, your girlfriend's eating some of your food, but I've always been possessive about food. I will happily buy you whatever you want. You're not touching mine. I bought enough for me. But I'm like a dog. Get out of here. This can totally happen both ways. I do this to my wife, maybe more than she does to me. I was really looking forward to that whole burger. It's a struggle. Well, there's a restaurant that's been praised online for offering customers the chance to order a side dish option. My girlfriend is not hungry for $4.25. Add an extra fries to your entree, fried chicken wings or, or cheese sticks. They got that covered. That's smart. They'll add a little extra stuff into the bag. Yeah, and you know what? Sometimes it's just better to order the extra thing. If she doesn't want it, more fries for you. 
Sometimes people can get a little carried away on social media, which is why Instagram, they have a window that comes up when you're about to bully someone. For example, words like ugly, stupid will be tagged and a little window will come up and say, are you sure you want to do this? You want to post this? So we were thinking there's other notifications we want to see on social media, like Are you sure you want to type interested on that rusted out hot tub? It's free, but it's never going to work. Are you sure you want to like that three-year-old bikini photo of your ex? Are you sure you want to leave that review on Amazon complaining about your dinosaur onesie? Are you sure you want to complain about the brand new Bannister Park in Goddard because you don't like change? 99.9% of the town thinks it's pretty amazing. Just remember, when you post something on the internet, it's there forever. Don't be a tool. One thing my family and my wife's family have in common is that it takes forever to say goodbye. And I'm wondering if this is a Canadian thing. There's at least five stages. The initial, you start announcing that you're about to leave. I think it's time for us to go. Yeah, it's time for us to go. Which I know by now at my wife's place, we start this an hour before we intend to go. Because it takes that long. Then you say goodbye in the kitchen. You might start a few hugs there. Then you say goodbye in the living room. Then you loom around the doorway for another 15. Keep hugging people. Takes forever. How many people are there to hug? There's not even that many. By the fifth goodbye, we forget that we already hugged. And so you got to hug all over again. Then the in-laws follow us out to the car. And we do a goodbye there. Does your family do this? They follow you to the car? We, we do a goodbye again at the, at the car. And then as we're heading out, we do a, bit, a wave as well. It's very simple. Wife's family is Dutch, right? Yeah. Is a Dutch thing? They're Dutch. My family's bad at this too. We, we do this too. It takes forever to say goodbye. We're always the last to leave somewhere. No, with our family, it's like, okay, I'm going. Hugs and gone. Two minutes. Well, and it's to the point where when I, when I first started working here, And you would sometimes just turn your light off in your office and just head out the back. My newsroom's kind of in the back, away from everybody. And there are some days I just turn off the light and I don't don't say goodbye. I don't don't announce where I'm going. And that's so foreign to me. Always have to say goodbye to whoever I'm working with, no matter where I'm at. It's just something I was was raised to do. So next time you're at your wife's parents' place, take the fatty approach. Just say, okay, bye. Bye. And then walk out the door. You don't need them to like you anyways. Oh, I wish I could do that. That'd be nice. It'd be so much easier. I could come with you and speed the process up. Please. For a fee, of course. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.